Welcome to Why the Long Face, two old friends lifting the lid on mental health over a beer with author and psychiatrist Paul Keedwell and business consultant and so-called comedian Ollie Turnbull. Hello all and welcome uh, to the uh, second ep in the second season of Why the Long Face a mm. podcast that looks at mental illness, yeah. sometimes in a humorous way. Yeah, welcome to Wild Long Face. So, well, you're leading, Ollie, as, as ever. What are we talking about? Today? Well, today we thought we'd talk about um, the issue of um, transgender folk. Yes, because transgender people are actually becoming more and more visible in society, right? Yeah, and isn't that great, actually? Horrible things are happening in society, we know that, and terrible things around the world. But one of the things is, there's a lot more acceptance of people doing what they want and being mm. what they want. Mm. It makes me think of all the people who've struggled down the centuries with gender identity mm. uh, or sexual identity and not being accepted and all that suffering mm. that's happened yeah. in the past when people have been less accepting. It makes me feel a bit sad, really. Yeah, because it's not as if um, uh, having gender dysphoria, in other words, feeling you're in the wrong body, is likely to be anything new just because transgender folk are more visible in society now and therefore uh, more common in the day-to-day work of people like me. It's likely that it's always been there. It is, and uh, people must have grown up feeling completely bewildered by that. By yeah. that. So, what, you know, what am I feeling here? I don't feel, I mean, I don't feel I'm in the right body. I don't feel like I'm, I was mm. born the right, or I'm recognised as a gender I want to be recognised. And um, we're only now recognising the psychiatric sequelae properly of that, I suppose. Transsexualism was a diagnosis within the, the ICD classification well, As system. if it was a disease. Well, that was the problem with it. And we've had declassification of gender identity disorder as well. That's no longer in the DSM-5. The emphasis now is on gender dysphoria, so the feeling of of being assigned the wrong gender. Right. It, dysphoria being the opposite of euphoria, not to get too Greek slash Latin about it. Yeah, yeah, discomfort and distress. Horrible. So mm. I suppose, yeah, someone presenting, saying, I feel like I'm in the wrong body, I suppose could be misdiagnosed as a psychiatric complaint in days gone by, because mm. it, it, it sounds un- unusual and it sounds as if... Um, there's something going wrong in the brain. Well, I think probably, yes, unwittingly, psychiatrists took a normative view, thinking, well, um, something's gone wrong in yeah, that's in, what I mean. in, 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 in the development of this individual that has made them feel this way. And if only we can get them, uh, you know, correct that so that they are more aligned with their, yeah. with their anatomical gender mm. or the anatomical gender that they're born with. Yeah. So you can understand why the mistake was made. It doesn't make it any more tragic, but but you, at least the, you can sort of understand what what they were trying to do. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Plainly wrong. So good. I, that was my first question. You've answered it already, due to being a bit of a brain box. Um, the difference between gender dysphoria and gender identity disorder. Because I was rather disturbed when I saw gender identity right. disorder i thought that doesn't sound right well that's at all. now that's now um, no longer a category Excellent. in the dsm so we should talk about gender dysphoria which is an uncomfortable feeling that you have been assigned yeah. the wrong gender it, it, this is a stupid question uh, which is one of my specialties as you probably remember is when people present with um, gender dysphoria are there are there a lot of common traits to it because the, the the layman often thinks that it's a man who feels he um, is in the wrong body and feels that he um, uh, is, is, is a woman, 
uh, in terms of their psych psychology uh -huh. and they're born in the wrong uh, body mm. and want to be identified um, as a as a as a woman. So, mm. is the trait of feeling that you've been born in the wrong body well, yeah. very very common in a in a someone who has gender dysphoria? Yeah, I mean, t the first thing is that it's not just men wishing. That no, 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 of course not. Right. So, example. but that is more common, I think. Uh, but it's still very uh -huh. rare. It's only thirteen, thirteen out in in every hundred thousand. That's what we think is the is the 13, prevalence right. in men, and I think it's about three in a hundred thousand women who wow. who get that feeling. I, I'm no expert on gender dysphoria. It's not something I've treated, but I, you know, my understanding of it is is that the core is that you you know you feel that you're you just feel that you're a different um gender identity mm. to the one that's been assigned you mm. and that and that kind of dysphoria could be because you feel that you're the opposite gender to what you've been assigned or you feel you're even the third gender that you mm. probably don't ascribe to either or that you're fluid in uh, your gender identity feels fluid um, can move from one to another or is on a spectrum yeah i think when when people talk about no i think i think for some people it, it can move from one to the other it's fluid and that probably maps on more accurately to well not necessarily maps on to bisexuality but sexuality is is an is another element i suppose to who you are mm. um it's part is a component of your identity but they don't necessarily map on so yes you might um you might go from uh, a feeling of your of maleness to a, a feeling of femaleness in different contexts, maybe. Because mm. I, I get confused, and I really should know more about this. It's my ignorance. In that, there is also a movement that I've read about where gender becomes almost an irrelevance or a, a categorization that's either not valid or not useful. So, mm. uh, almost a denial that gender is a thing. Um, I, 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 yeah, let's not deny that gender exists as a social construct, right? That's well, also as a physiological one, or is that yeah, old-fashioned well, thinking? No, I mean, it's, it, there is um, an anatomical aspect to gender assignment, right? Mm. And that's different to um, a gender role, if you like. I see. Yeah, I do. Right. And then we get into the um, the idea of what is masculine and what is feminine, I suppose, when you come to gender roles. So mm. fighting is is masculine, nurturing is feminine, would be a, a typical stereotype. Right. Which right. people find uh, un, unuseful. And we all know, I mean, I think even before we get into uh, the um, issue of gender dysphoria and transgen transgender uh, psychiatry, you know, uh, what you're asking is... Uh, should we be questioning the the sort of homogeneity of the of the classical male and female genders anyway? Because mm. we know that there are uh, men who are have more f feminized characteristics, but would still identify themselves as male. Mm. I mean, what what is it? Does it is, does it become an almost meaningless construct? Well, I don't know. Maybe there are some core features. Mm. There must be, because otherwise, why would um, why would you have a transition from one gender to another unless you identified with the opposite gender quite strongly? Yeah. So there must be a core. It wouldn't be a transition then. Either. No. It would be just it a state of mind or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's true because I was thinking in terms of the, if it is a spectrum, you do get very traditionally manly males, strong, brave, tough, hairy, mm. all the way down to, you know. And it is a spectrum. You. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's all, and it's often said that um, that there are more differences within the genders than there are between the genders in psychological testing. 
um, or even even their performance on personality tests. Is it a little bit like politics when you've got a, a mild Tory and a mild Labour supporter can sometimes have more in common than a, a mild Tory and a very extreme Tory? Yeah. If you if you get my if you get, in other mm. words, it's their moderateness which they have in common. Yeah. <laughs> even though one is slightly blue and one is slightly red. Yeah. So you you could say on um, you know on average. Um, men have slightly better visuospatial map reading abilities uh, than women. But there's Careful. a... Hu- no, no, it's true. Is it really? But there is a huge overlap. If you imagine the two bell curves, they're, they're pretty much almost overlapping, but there's a slight shift uh, to the right for men versus women. Then you realise what gender differences mean. Yeah, yeah. Because that is just a... a, a a very very small difference in the average Got performance so of course you get some very good female map readers very poor male love the bell curve that is where the bell curve really serves when you've got them overlaid because then you can see the median yeah. and probably the average are yeah. uh, very very close although yeah although of course it depends on the how fat the bell curve is but oh, there's always assuming that. they're both quite fat there will have a huge overlap i think yep so my question was this, and it's it's difficult. In the in the old horrible days when um, someone suffering from uh, gender dysphoria could be diagnosed with a mental illness, is is the other thing a risk? In that certainly someone who has a fundamental unhappiness is thinking they're uh, born in the wrong body or the body of the wrong gender. I'm I'm wondering whether that can cause distress, which could be. Um, classified as mental illness anxiety depression i'm thinking no but gender dysphoria is listed as a as a it is a disorder in in so far insofar as it's causing suffering or it deviates from normal but it's but it's yeah okay oh i see so the fact that someone is unhappy i.e., the dysphoria mm. uh, means it's something mm. that needs to need attention the, the, the issue is just how what what is the solution for that um there is a conscious awareness of being born in the wrong wrong body pre-puberty. Wow. It's just that the dysphoria becomes much stronger when the sexual hormones kick in, mm. uh, which then create the secondary uh, sexual characteristics. And it is the job of um, paediatricians working with child psychiatrists to decide whether uh, someone who comes to them at that age should have their puberty arrested or wow. delayed with wow. hormones until they're a little bit older mm. and um, in this country gender reassignment it happens as an adult so yeah. uh, from the age of 18 so is it is it something that the, the um, gender dysphoria can fade so you have this feeling that um, you're a, a girl but you feel like a boy and then as puberty comes that feeling can fade and you live your life as a girl following that um, I think that's unusual, right? So it's re- really that—that's really quite interesting. So it's but a thing that tends you, to persist, huh? Yeah, uh, but um, just because you call something a, a label like gender dysphoria doesn't mean it, it is what we think it is. And sometimes there are complex family dynamics going on, and when you look into that, mm. then you might decide, well, okay, this person doesn't require gender reassignment. You know what I mean? Because it's not what we thought it was it's not mm. uh, living in the wrong body it's perhaps identifying um with certain uh, very influential caregivers or, or or mentors got it distorting the sense of self which i mean first of all take 
someone who says that they, they have gender dysphoria seriously, but uh, to do a multidisciplinary assessment. So that was coming on to the next, next thing. Is that I, I've read things where there is a lot of worry expressed that gender reassignment could be um, seen as the answer to some maladies which 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 look like gender dysphoria but mm. are in fact something else and and of course gender reassignment is a serious thing and mm. often mm. not easily reversed obviously yeah and a lot of um uh, people are worried of misdiagnosing it mm. um recommending surgery um physical surgery obviously yeah um which well, is hard to reverse and quite dramatic and the, the worry that unnecessary surgery could in fact happen is that something well, you worry well all decisions about surgery um would be made by a specialist gender reassignment clinic or must be made by should be made by some people who are specialized in that area not a general adult psychiatrist no not, no not a man in the street that. not a family that's kind of comforting um but you're right that gender dysphoria could be an expression of something else going on for example um anorexia, um, depression, general uh, social anxiety around the opposite sex, that kind of thing. Mm. Could it be the mind experimenting? So say <coughs> you're um, a young adult or adolescent and you're unhappy and you 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 trying desperately to understand the source of your unhappiness when in fact you're actually suffering from Correct. depression yeah. but you don't understand depression mm. and you're looking for a reason for this mm. these horrible feelings mm. and uh you don't relate well to yeah. people of your and, and gender. maybe and maybe you're not an alpha male for example yeah, or, yeah. Or, or you're, you're or what? you're a girl and you don't feel particularly feminine mm. and you're trying to work out you know you know so so yeah you can see how you could get lean one way or the other um, at a vulnerable time in your life, and that's what you're looking for when you, someone presents. Yeah. You're looking for something underlying that might cause the the feeling that I wonder if it's because I'm a, a boy, I should have been born a girl. I'm well, the, 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 it's complex, and and it needs you know this this sort of assessment needs to be carried out by someone who's very experienced in that area. I think I think it's quite a specialised area. Hmm. You know, I'm a general adult psychiatrist, and I think w what we w what we would deal with is the, are the psychological sequelae of People perhaps delaying the decision for gender reassignment or, or having a complications from gender reassignment and having all the other complications that can go with it, like depression, anxiety, um, and uh, minority stress, which is essentially, you know, the consequence of uh, discrimination. Just winding about the tape, did you say sequelae? <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. Sequelae. It just slipped out. It must be the dead <laughs> pony kill. Were you trying to say another word that exists? Or does that word exist? Please tell me it exists. Yeah. Sequely. Yeah. God, what does it mean? Um, consequences. F absolutely fantastic. Mm. Right, the next Ponzi business meeting I'm in, which will be within the next 12 hours almost certainly, that's going in the agenda. You're lapping that up, aren't you? Any more sequely, gentlemen? Ladies? <laughs> that wouldn't be the Ladies? correct... That would be slightly... Gentlemen? The slightly wrong use of the, no more the word. So that'd make you look like a tit. Oh, right. Hang on. What does it mean again? <laughs> Let's see if I can get it right in context. Well, it, 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 it's... Consequences. It, it's not like any more sequely as in any more secondary points. Oh, right. It's like it's a consequence... You know, for example, depression ah, right, might okay. be a sequely... Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, let's try this one. Sequelae of stress include depression, anxiety. Okay, so you're the client, and I go, uh, yes, we're going to we're going to implement this piece of boring software. Do you think there's going to be any sequelae uh, as a result of that, uh, uh, Dr. Keywell? 
It sounds wrong. Oh, I think it should be more med- more medical. Oh, and that's bol- that is just typical. Yeah, because we, we own we own the we own all the Latin words, words man. Absolutely. And we try. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. And <laughs> Someone's going to write business. it now and say it's not Latin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Sequili. Yeah, it's typical. Yeah, no, leave that to the medics. F you, man. Oh yeah, don't write in by the way, because I won't <laughs> email me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the email address? Go on, you tell us. Hi at oh, yeah. ytlf.com. And our handle is ytlf.com. Mm. What's our postal address then, Paul? <laughs> um, your house, Chatham, Kent, UK. P.O. Box F.U. Feel free to knock on his door whenever you um, feel frustrated. So I got, uh, I got another question. Uh, and it's about um, the concept of there being no gender. So Sam Smith, the very talented singer, recently came out uh, as, or came out or, or, or said he feels he has no gender. Or mm. he doesn't want to be associated mm. with any particular gender. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Um, how does that m- m- play in to the mix? Or is the fact that you feel you're the wrong gender means that you you must you must have some uh, idea of the concept of gender in order to feel that you're the wrong one? If you see what I mean. I think it just means he feels that he's a real uh, has a a, a a galaxy of male and female uh, characteristics that don't conform to one. So he can't he can't come down on one fence or the other. That sounds quite cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Because we were saying how much um, male and female character- characteristics overlap, weren't we? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, personally, I, I've never really believed in um, in typical female roles. Uh, uh, my mother's quite a strong woman, right? And quite uh, assertive. And mm. those are thought to be male characteristics. I don't know. I, I, I think I men... I like to wrestle her. I think men and women are are are, are largely the same, but I, they may have different needs in relationships. So it's depending quite on strange. which, which yeah. gender they identify with, which and they're free to change that if they want to. But most people, are, it's fairly fixed in puberty. Mm. So we're talking about people for whom, well, if you if you're going for gender reassignment, you're fairly certain that your gender is fixed too. It's just that it's different. Your well, gender identity point. is yeah. different to the body you were born into. Yeah, that, that was what I was asking, really. So you've answered that well. Funnily enough, it, uh, my family upbringing is slightly different from yours in that it was quite traditional in that both my mother and father gladly, it seems, um, fell into what you'd call gender stereotypical roles. Mum was the nurturer who changed all the nappies, uh, cook all the food. Same in my house, actually. And, and dad would go out and... Um, and 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 the bacon as it bring him the bacon as it were, mm. and mm. I remember it's strange. It's only a generation ago. My sisters were sent to elocution lessons, but I was not. But you were not. That's right. So they were. Well, they how was it? You sound so posh then. Well, uh, grammar school uh, did that. Um, you went to prep school, didn't you? I went to prep school and then then grammar prep school. school. Yeah, unbelievable. The, well, the prep you're school like probably Stephen Fry, did. aren't you? <laughs> I'm a little bit like I'm damaged, like see, and anxious. I'm anxious. Like I'm not Stephen saying you're Fry. damaged. I'm just saying you're posh. Uh, I am a little bit, but Yorkshire posh, which is a different kind of posh. Did you get measured by a tailor to go to prep school? I got measured by a tailor in every different every different direction, and I was like, "Do you really need to measure that?" And he <laughs> said, "I saw you a camp." No, uh, but, but but seriously, yes. though, there is some anxiety that I still feel as a result of prep school because it was quite strict, and there was this idea of. Uh, finishing your meal before you're allowed to get down from the table. Oh, yeah. Not uncommon, but enforced with a military, uh, to, to a military extent in that you literally couldn't get down. 
And that mm. that actually did instill some anxiety about eating in me, which I still mm. carry mm. forward to today. And Get a little bit scared about being given a big portion of yeah, food. Still. You, you think someone's going to force you to eat it or Force you to eat it and be very, very cross and tell you. And you generally always leave a little bit behind just in, just just because you can't quite finish. I do a little bit. And I remember thinking, yeah. don't, and it was, uh, I suppose I went to school in, in the early 70s. So the end of the Second World War was only 25 years before that. And it was meats, eat your meat then, or eat, eat the meat, make sure you eat the meat. Okay, so going back to transgender, uh, what else have you got for me? Well, I just thought, there, is there any other thing apart from um, depression and anxiety that, that, that suffering from gender dysphoria can be associated with? Um, uh, anorexia? And that's an interesting How one. How does that work? Eating disorders in general. How does that work? Um, no, the well, connection. I think, I, well, I think that probably any um, uh, discomfort with your body uh, around puberty, when gender dysphoria is at its maximum, you can see how that might lead to an eating disorder. Uh-huh. So, for example, if you, st- I don't know if you know this, but you can delay your menarche if you're a girl by not eating. So you can delay the time at which you uh, start menstruating and develop secondary sexual characteristics. And in some cases, um, anorexia is an expression of a, um, a reluctance to become a woman. Would, uh, is that something that they do deliberately or is it, is it deliberately or unconsciously? Mm. Is that a fear of growing up or, or a, 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 a discomfort? I can't think of the word now. A discomfort in the d- gender that they've been assigned as. Well, that's what I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm hypothesizing there, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. Or it's, or it's a, a way of trying to gain back control when you, that control's been taken away from you. Because anorexia is, well, all the eating disorders are kind of a control thing. So you can see how that be a metaphor for... Okay, well, you've assigned me the wrong gender. That makes me feel out of control. I'm going to try and regain control. Yeah, this way. yeah, yeah. That that is a that I, I like that hypothesis. Strong hypothesis, doctor. So, if you're concerned that someone who is presenting saying I am a, a young woman, but I feel like I'm um, trapped in a woman's body, and I feel I much feel more male. like a male, how do you unpick that just to make sure? Um, that it's that it's it is gender dysphoria and nothing, and and not, not nothing is it's it's not a, a manifestation of some other um, problem. Well, I don't know because I've not worked um, with children, but I do know from a child psychiatrist friend of mine actually, who uh, he he was of the opinion that a, a high proportion of children that are brought to him because he works in um, specifically in endocrine, um, so that's hormone uh-huh. uh, disorders which would then presumably include sometimes he'd be consulted on someone who wanted uh, to delay puberty, you know, for gender reassignment purposes or just for the for them to have some time mm. to think about it. Because actually, if you, do, if you are genuinely gender dysphoric and you feel you're born in the wrong body, it's, it's incredibly distressing to then develop these uh, secondary sexual characteristics, as uh, you can imagine. Course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he, so his opinion was that a lot of the time the the parents were quite pushy, so um, you've got to be, and it's very important to take the child sometimes out of the family for one-to-one psychotherapy. Uh, and when I say psychotherapy, I don't necessarily mean let us talk about your father. Um, oh, is this an excuse for me to do my job? I can't talk. I mean, it's sort of um, no, supportive, it's supportive counselling, really, and gently, gently exploring yeah. whether this child—it was this child's own idea that they 
had gender dysphoria because don't forget that if you're a, a fairly shy malleable kid to have a parent saying i think you've got gender dysphoria that does happen does that happen yeah. well let's let's yeah, let's not forget that parents aren't perfect uh sometimes and no, they can I'm be not. carrying their own pathologies mm. and they can um project that onto their children and it happens a lot and desperate to find a, a reason so you have to rule that out mm. but uh, i would say that the because i don't want us to be attacked for saying oh we're not taking transgender seriously the majority of people who feel they're born into the wrong body need referral to a gender uh, reassignment clinic it needs to be taken seriously i'm just saying you must check for other things yeah no that that's what i was uh, slightly concerned about when misdiagnosis by a suggestible uh, mm. particularly very young person mm. who's confused possibly depressed mm. and it's not that it's uh, not that it's fashionable or anything mm. but it's something that is, is so much more visible now mm. than maybe there's that risk of misdiagnosis mm. which which could have which yeah. could have quite serious consequences but at the same Thank time you. that is not saying that we shouldn't offer people gender reassignment given that uh, the statistics show that the majority of people who undergo gender reassignment surgery uh, are happy with the results mm. um, and in mo in most cases when they're not it's just because of the um, they're not happy with the aesthetic results of the surgery rather than they're not happy with the fact that they've had the gender yeah. reassignment very different yeah that's actually different. great and very positive in terms of the mental health of people who have gone through a transition mm. is there do you have any views or even hard data on improvements in mental health outcomes of someone who's been unhappy with the body they have been born with uh, and have gone to some lengths to change that um it sounds like and i don't want to put words in your mouth it sounds like that that can sometimes have a um, a positive effect yeah on, well on you can extrapolate that from what i've said can't you yeah yeah the majority of people who undergo gender reassignment uh, end up feeling happier because i mean they've had to live in their own body as far as they're concerned yeah yeah of course and the only um, factors that would lead to distress following gender reassignment is people not accepting them as as mm. their new transgender. And the brave people who pioneered both the surgery and, and being subject to the surgery, you've got to take your hat off to them because it was an unusual thing and it's becoming less unusual thing um, to have known someone who's been through well, gender it feels reassignment. Un, it feels wrong and unusual if you haven't met someone who's got yeah. genuine gender dysphoria. Yeah. Uh, and I know a couple of people I, now who I've seen go through transition and it's sort of pleasing to know how just matter of fact it, it feels now and particularly for my kids who just see it as something someone goes through just like just like any any surgery that well is, uh, yeah having an appendix of, out is I, just I, as regular I, as that you know it, it, take a, it's going to take a, peer, a period of adjustment to someone's different identity but get over it and deal with it it's much less to deal with than what they've had to deal with I guess uh, through their through their childhood yeah uh, yeah 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 exactly i've got a couple more oh, questions yeah, if we've got time yeah one is um is there a link between um people with gender dysphoria mm. and um people who enjoy uh, uh um temporary uh, living as a woman i'm thinking about people who enjoy um cross-dressing um and activities right. like that is someone who enjoys cross-dressing a symptom that they might have gender dysphoria or is it just something that they do as a man or as a woman that they simply enjoy they enjoy uh, well that's just dressing up in um 
generally dressing up say if you're if you're a boy and you enjoy dressing up in women's clothing or an adult um that's just one behavior that doesn't that doesn't indicate um whether this is uh just something they enjoy or a sexual fetish or a transsexual behavior you, oh, need, right. to, you need to ask more questions they're completely independent I'm not saying they're indep- independent, but you need more information. Yeah. So is this a behavior that reflects uh, a, a desire to be a different gender? And sometimes it in, is, sometimes in the, it isn't. In the case of Eddie Izzard, it isn't. He says he just likes, uh, he gets a kick out of wearing um, yeah, lipstick and, 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 yeah. and uh, you know, uh, dre- dressing in a, in a feminine way because mm. he's getting in touch with the feminine side of himself. But he would never say that he's sexually oriented towards men. No. Nope, for example... He doesn't want to lead uh, a totally gender. Um, he doesn't want a, 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 a transition. Mm. Um, so he's what you call he, yeah, qualifies as someone who's is a transvestite. Uh, that's what he calls himself. So that's obviously not an offensive term. You, you you've got to be careful about what terms you use because some are old, old no. fashioned. It can be offensive. But it, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he calls himself transvestite. That's what he calls himself. No, he does. Yeah. yeah. I wore a dress once at a party. Quite liberating. Mm. I was. Wasn't yeah. sexy, and I certainly didn't look sexy. I looked the opposite of sexy, really. No, you're you're terrible in drag. Yeah, but you're not I, pretty. No, I'm not a pretty, not a pretty pretty girl. No. Well, I used to think I was quite a hot. Uh, yeah, you're all right. Well, you've got nice legs because you've got those very yeah. skinny, weak limbs. Um, well, I like I to think like shapely. Shapely, yes, non-athletic a, limbs. A, a, a runner's limbs. When you've when you've lost a bit of weight, you you've got a you know, decent female body. Yeah. Mm. Me, terrible of either gender, mm. um, but yeah, dressing up in a dress was fun. <laughs> it was. Uh, you, you, you are. You need to invent a, 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 your own third <laughs> gender. Third gender. <laughs> a, a, a bad specimen of either gender. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Be proud. Yeah, no, I am. I am quite proud. Be proud of me uh, with your own third gender. Well, that's what I like about the, 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 these days um, is that people can be proud to be whatever they are, uh, and it's nice. Um, one thing, though, uh, maybe the last thing that we, we, we could we will discuss is when it comes to uh, gender realignment surgery mm. and um, uh, it, it, it helping or in fact, you know, completely getting rid of um, gender dysphoria potentially. Are there gradations? So is it a binary thing? So if you're um, a woman and you feel like you are trapped in a, in a woman's body but you want to live your life as a man um is it something that you have to do whole do you have partially? to go go for the go, whole, go whole the, thing i don't quite know what to say with that so uh, i knew where you were going it was I fine know, you just let me it's carry fine. on yeah it's yeah a, yeah it's an i wanted to i know no it's not it's ba- basically no 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 gammon it's very difficult not the, to ma- say the, the, ma- thing. the majority of uh transgender folk um i believe have not had the full reassignment surgery right. or don't feel the need to right yeah. So, but it's an individual choice. Yeah. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable with. And I suppose it must be so liberating when you get to the, the stage you're happy with, mm. um, physically. Which no one should dictate, by the way. It's up to the individual. Yeah, know. I'd have thought there's as many different ways of expressing it as there are people. Yes, really. correct. Because uh, as at the end of the day, it's um, you know there is a huge variation, as we said, within uh, what we call conventional gender yeah, roles. Exactly. Right. So, um, are you done with questions? Because I yeah. thought I thought you were going to ask me the classic one, which is um, so: is this environmentally um, determined, great, or great by question. or by genetics, uh, or yeah. by uh, c- 
congenital factors. So nature nurture kind of thing. Mm. God, what an obvious question. I'm the worst interviewer ever. I go on these pathetic flights of fancy and I get don't get the killer question. I'd be a rubbish interviewer uh, <clears throat> on telly, but which is what I'm trying to do here. No, I was about to ask that. But maybe that's because you know the answer already. Uh, I don't. I'm just what, what's your what's your uh, what's your, your your gut feeling on it? Uh, my gut feeling is that it is not environmental, it is not genetic, and it is just something in the way uh, people are. So it's not environmental. How can it not be genetic? Uh, oh, is, it, is that there is the one other? other option? That's the one I'll go for. <laughs> <laughs> what the mm. third way? Is it- well, no conditions uh, in in the womb. So if you're exposed to um, certain abnormal hormonal conditions in the womb, that was one theory. But I think most people now are resting on the idea that it's to do with a combination of hormones and genetics. You can be born uh, with male genitals but have a feminized brain. Oh, I see. And in fact, there have been some studies where using MRI scans of the anatomy of the brain and finding differences in adults which aren't there in children. And this puzzled people for a while. and saying, well, okay, if this is a neurodevelopmental condition, if you're born with this, why can't you see a fem- feminized aspects of the brain in boys? Why can you only see it after puberty or in, or in adults? And that led to the development of uh, the activation theory, which, which is? is that um, there is a, the genetic program is there to feminize the, um, the male well, the, the the trans male brain, but that it only um, that's only activated at puberty when you get an increase in gonadotrophins. Is that to say then? Which determine your se- secondary sexual characteristics. Well, this this sounds feasible. So what I think I'm hearing is that you can be psychologically female and <coughs> physiologically male. Physiolo- well, you can you can be outwardly male in terms of your genitalia. When you're born, so remember physical, but you're you can be um have a the opposite um kind of brain makeup, yeah, well, that's kind of what I meant. Which kind of if that's controversial, but it's that's where we are at the moment, I think it's a great theory because it justifies well, it's no different to being to being uh, gay. I mean, it's thinking that well, it is different, but it's um the neurodevelopmental fact that people are born programmed to be gay, I believe that to be true. Although it's 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 going to be on a spectrum, uh, and obviously gender fluidity comes in there, as I said. Mm. I don't think it's a minefield. I think it's just complicated and not as binary as we thought it was. No, I can I can see that, um, and that must be even more confusing if if you're if you're sort of well, maybe that's why you don't get uh, you know that's why transsexualism is going to be as broad a church as um, homosexuality is. Yeah. You know, because homosexuality is on a gradation to heterosexuality with bisexuality in the middle. Yeah. And that's why you get some transsexuals who want the full gender reassignment and others who don't. I quite like that analogy. I hope it I hope it's not I don't think it's any I don't think it's any um I don't think it's a well, I, I don't I don't know. I don't see how it can be offensive. It's it's just a theory, but I, I can't it's a theory based on you know, what humans are like. Because what makes us wonderful uh, creatures, in a way, is that we have this in, immense variation, not just in our appearance, but in our psychology Which as well. It makes it interesting. Yeah, mm. I think tolerance and understanding—they're—they're they're the big—they're the big things. Of things that are different. I, I, I do like that theory that it's middle. Of, it, there's there's gradations. Otherwise, you'd never have bisexual people. Mm. 
you never have anybody who was attracted to men and women. They yeah. wouldn't exist if it wasn't uh, something of a spectrum. What I don't, I don't like is thinking of how much suffering people have to go through before they... In order to, yeah, to, to, to express their true selves. Yeah, it's sad. I hope it's better these days. I think it probably is. I think it's improving all the time. And that's why um, people are coming forward more, I think, for help when they're feeling depressed or anxious. Perhaps they've delayed the decision to transition. Mm. Uh, or they're coming to you, um, sadly, because they're suffering discrimination and rejection. Mm. And that is, I think, the role of psychiatry in the 21st century is to do with those two things and not to go, well, you let's go back to your childhood and find out why you feel you're in the bo- wrong body because mm. it must there must you must have had some kind of significant event which is now completely outmoded good well uh, the, the two or three people at work i've known who've who've transitioned and i think um it's right to say they were all transitioning from men to women have all come out uh incredibly boldly uh, and with great energy and enthusiasm, and they're, they're very tolerant of the fact that it's it's strange for some people. Oh yeah. And uh, the two or three cases, the two cases I can think of particularly, they've made it very easy for people by just being completely right. open, out there, openly even to questions. Right. And they do all seem happy. Yeah. <laughs> content in, in what they've done, which is good. Well, one would hope they've got a, a, a family around them that is you know giving them a lot of support i i don't uh, know either very well friends but yeah but known for a long time and i think that if it's done properly if you prepare for reassignment properly mm. you build you make sure your network's in place your support network's in place first uh, because you would in- inevitably um face some difficulties from yeah. some some areas because unfortunately we're not quite woke yet as an as a society are we across the board and uh, you know you only have to watch um, that brilliant series. What was it? Trans- Transparent. It was about tra- um, a, a guy transitioning in his in his middle age. Oh, and he right. finally got plucked up the courage to do it again. So you got to Caitlyn Jenner as well as a sort of inspiration for those. I mean, the the two people I'm thinking of, uh, they were uh, they were great. They were fun. They were out out there and you know, sort of like not not shouting away anywhere. That was great. But one thing they did have is, to be fair to my work colleagues. Some even very old and traditional gammon-esque people would go, God, did you hear about Steve wants to be known as Susan or whatever? Mm. And you'd go, well, yes. And they'd go, well, I think that's fantastic. You know, nine times mm. out of ten. You'd hardly ever get any comments of people going, oh, that's a bit weird. Mm. And I think I think we have moved on. And it's not negating in any way yeah. the suffering we're, we're, people. We're, the, we're changing, I think. I think it's too. always we the occasional idiot. Well, we don't want to minimize the difficulties people have. Well, no, of course not. Um, but, yeah. Things are moving in the right direction, I guess. And on that, on that positive note, yeah, let's end on a positive we note. Shall, we shall thank you for listening to us again, yes. once again on our second only episode of season two. Yep, and we really, really be keen for you to go and give us a rating. Yep, the highest we, rating possible. We welcome non-transgender people. We welcome transgender people. And we welcome uh, comments, actually. And, you know, they don't have to be. It's nice if they're good comments. But if you think that we're... No, no, we want constructive criticism. That's it. We won't listen to trolls. All we want is five stars, please. <laughs> yeah, five stars, please. We five stars. Um, do go to ytlf.com and do uh, email us at hi at ytlf.com. Speak soon.